Some of us are going through perpetual bad. We've had so many bad days, we don't even remember what it was to have a good day. And so we're still consumed with gratifying our flesh, but it feels good and I want to do it. Don't you understand where that, or don't you remember where that road leads? Welcome to Kingdom Rock Radio. It's all about Jesus. Hi, this is Pastor Mark Stroud, and I thank you so much for joining me today. And we're going to have a dynamic time in the Word of God. Well, as you know, we're in a series entitled The Final Call. Today is part four in that series. It is subtitled Nightmare Breakthrough. That's right, Nightmare Breakthrough. It's time for you to wake up out of the nightmare and see good things happen. And that is accomplished through Jesus Christ. So I pray you stick around and hear the message. I know it's going to bless you. Don't forget, if you've missed any messages in this series, all you have to do is just go to our website at www.kingdomrock.org and just click on the Final Call series tab and you will get all the messages there. It's free of charge. Or if you're on the go, just install the Kingdom Rock app available in the Google Play Store and also in the Apple Market. It's there just for you. We love you. Well, without any further ado, here comes today's message entitled Nightmare Breakthrough, right here on Kingdom Rock Radio. Oh, just awesome. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning, good morning. So glad to see all of you here this morning and uh, all of you that are joining us this morning uh, there in the online community. Let's greet our online community by saying praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And remember how we do it in the South. Let's greet them both with a rousing hi y'all. Hi y'all. So glad that you decided to join us today uh, for our live broadcast here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. No matter where you are around the world. I dropped something. It's okay. No matter where you are around the world, we thank God that you decided to join us today. And I'm thankful for all of you that are here live today. Amen. Uh, you are Kingdom Rock, and I really do appreciate all of you uh, in here today so much. Thank God for our visitors and our guests and our friends, members. It's all right. And we just thank the Lord for everything uh, that is going on in the midst of us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's see if it'll stay up here this time. Okay, I think it will. <clears throat> Well, we're going to continue um, in our series. Remember, we're in a series called The Final Call. The series entitled The Final Call. And uh, today may be an abbreviated service. Well, I don't know. We'd have to see how the Lord is going to, uh, how, how he's going to lead us today. Amen. Amen. And uh, we're going to really get into the rich word of the Lord. All right. Well, if you would, let's turn back in our Bibles, turn our Bibles uh, to the book of... John, a book of John, the eighth chapter. And uh, we're just going to read just a little bit. John, the eighth chapter. Make sure everybody gets good and good and settled. John, the eighth chapter. And we're going to do just a little bit of reading today. Uh, don't want to do a whole lot of reading today. We've been here for several weeks now. This would be part number four in the series. So I think you're just a little bit familiar with the book of John by now at least the eighth chapter. Amen? Amen. All right. Well, we can start. Uh, let's see here. Let's start at verse number 
number 21. Yes. We'll start at verse number 21 and then we'll go forward. This is John 8, John 8, and we'll start at verse 21 and we will go on today. This is some very powerful and thrilling words that the Lord Jesus is speaking to us. John 8, verse 21, and we'll start from here. And it says this. Then said Jesus again to them, I go my way and ye shall seek me and ye rather and shall die in your sins. Whether I go, ye cannot come. Then said the Jews, will he kill himself? Because he saith, whether I go, ye cannot come. And he said unto them, ye are from beneath. I am from above. Ye are of this world. I am not of this world. I said therefore unto you that ye shall die in your sins, for if ye believe not that I am he, ye shall die in your sins. That was a very powerful statement. We went over that a few weeks ago. Let's go further. Verse 25, then said they unto him, thou art, uh, rather, who art thou? And uh, Jesus said unto them, even the same that I said unto you from the beginning, I have many things to say and to judge of you, uh, but he that sent me uh, is true. And I speak to the world those things which I have heard of him. Let's drop down a little bit further and let's go down to uh, verse number 30. And uh, verse 30 says, as he spake these words, many believed on him. Verse 31, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, if ye continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you will know what? The truth, and the truth will do what? Make you free. They answered him, uh, we be Abraham's seed and were uh, never in bondage to any man. How sayest thou, ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whosoever uh, committeth sin is the servant of sin. The servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. Verse 36, If the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Lord, stop there. Help me pray for a moment. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for this time that you've given us to gather around your rich word. We pray that you would speak to us. And um, that you would just open up our hearts and give us wisdom and understanding concerning this scripture and so much more. We bless you today and we thank you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, let's go into a part four now of the series entitled The Final Call. And today we want to speak from the subject of nightmare breakthrough. Nightmare breakthrough breakthrough. Anybody ever had a nightmare before? Nightmare breakthrough. Uh, There is something in life, or we can say it this way, many of our lives can be like one long nightmare. It seems as though something bad happens all the time. One long nightmare. And you wonder, when will I ever wake up from this? When will I ever wake up from this? There's a nightmare. We can have a perpetual nightmare. But let me tell you something. Jesus came to break you free, to give you a breakthrough uh, of that nightmare condition. So that's why we speak from the subject today of nightmare breakthrough. He's come to wake you up and to get you out of that condition. And I pray that today that you will hear the rich word of God and that not you would just listen to it, but that you would really take it in and apply it to your lives. Amen. Amen. 
All right. He said in verse 31, and we're going we're gonna to get down there, but we're gonna, I just want to rehearse some other things in your hearing uh, from last week just to make sure that you got it, make sure that it's in there really good. Are you hearing? Yes. We made one statement on last week that sin uh, has the ability to use man as an incubator to bring sin forth out of man, and then, of course, out of sin comes death. Uh, we can be in a perpetual cycle of sin, a perpetual cycle of sin. But remember the Lord said in verse 34, Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, whosoever committeth sin is the servant of sin. And then it says in verse 35, and the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. Remember when we said, now let me write this on the board. I want you to see this again. Anytime we talk about the word sin, Time to talk about sin. You have to be talking about somebody that really knows a servant, a servant, uh, and then a master relationship. You're talking about a servant master relationship anytime you say or use the word sin. Because sin, what it wants to do is to dominate, rule, and control. Think about it as an unwanted guest. You ever known somebody <clears throat> uh, that no matter, I know this will sound familiar to someone, but you ever known somebody no matter how much you gave them, they always wanted more? And if it were possible, they would take even your own blood? They always wanted more from you. You give them this, they want more. Give them this, they want more. Give them this, they want more. They always want more. And even when you're dead and in your grave, they come after the funeral's over and exhume the body and pull off any diamonds or any room, any uh, rubies or jewelry or take the clothes off your back. Now that's an exaggeration, but you understand what I'm talking about. There are people that always want more no matter what you do, no matter what you give them. Well, if you, uh, if you have that image in your mind, I want you to think about the word sin. Because that is exactly what sin will do. Sin is a thing, but it is also, it is also personified in the word of God. In the book of Genesis, I believe the uh, fourth chapter, the Lord, fourth or fifth chapter, the Lord tells Cain there in the beginning. He says, Cain, um, I'm simplifying this. He said, Cain, you messed up, but you can get things right with me. He said, but if you don't realize that sin lieth at the door, it's crouching at the door. It's waiting to come in and master you. I'm telling you, sin is not your buddy. It's not your buddy. It will always take more and more and more and more and more from you. So, and understand, it is because of that sin, that original sin, that disconnected man from God, from everything that is good. So it is not a friend, but it is very deceptive. Sin is very deceptive because it will come in under the guise of pleasure. It will come in under the guise of giving you more. It will come in under the guise of a gamble, so to speak. If you give me this, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But some of us have been alive long enough to know that sin is a liar. Amen. It only desires to take to give this to you so that it can hit you with five other things. Are you hearing? Yes. And those that are those that are of the light, I'm telling you, 
Uh, it's time for us now to break free from its control, and to do that, uh, it takes the Lord Jesus. Only Jesus can break the power of that off of your life. Are you hearing? So let me just rehearse a few things again. Verse 35 says, uh, the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abides forever. The servant, here again, sin talks about that servant-master relationship. And the Lord says, the servant abides not in the house or the household forever. You can't stay with God forever, but the son can. S-O-N. Those that, are, those that are in a relationship with God, those that call him father, those will abide in the household of faith, the household of God forever. The ones that are servant, the ones that are bound, will not abide with God forever. The Lord makes it very plain, very clear. Uh, this type of slave, um, that is this type of person that is in slavery to sin, cannot abide in the presence of God forever. Why? Because every time you get in good with God, you'll find temptation coming, and temptation always wants to pull you out from the presence of God. You understand? Temptation is like that rope. You've seen those old cartoons or those uh, shepherd staffs. It looks sort of like this. You know, the shepherd's staff, it'll have a, a hook on the end of it thing. That's more of a sickle, but... There we go. But they have a hook on it. You know, it looks something like that. You know, praise the Lord. And how the either the the shepherd would come and hook the sheep and pull them out of the thicket or, you know, in cart, you know, what it said, little boat peep have lost her sheep and it doesn't know where to find. OK, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got it. You got it. You know, she's seen she's seen walking with that sort of stick, you know, that sort of uh, staff to reach into the thicket, you know, it can reach and pull the sheep back and just rescue the sheep. Well, the enemy has something much like this, it's called temptation, that he can use to reach in and pull you out of where you're supposed to be. If there's a hook in you, <clears throat> let me show you this. Here's a picture of a, I'm gonna draw a picture of a, a person here. That looks pretty decent. Thank you very much. But you'll find that if sin is in control of the life, on the top of this person, there is a, there's a hook. And the enemy can use his little crook, his little thing to hook that person and pull them right out. You understand it? How many of us have been involved in something that we liked? or involved with someone that we liked or in a job somewhere that it was really profitable and things were really working well for us, but we allowed temptation to come and pull us out of that. We say, I was doing really good for God. I was doing really good. I was really in there. But then so-and-so came over and or I started watching this. I started watching that. Everything was going really well. And then, you know, it, this is because of the hook and the enemy can pull you right back out. If this hook is present, this hook is present if the person uh, is bound in that servant-master relationship. You understand it? So what the Lord said, I've come to break you out of this relationship. He said, I've come to break you out of that servant-master relationship to sin. 
Now Jesus Christ would be the master. Now Jesus Christ would be the savior. He would be the Lord. He would be the God. He would be the ruler. And remember, uh, it goes like this. If this, if this person is under the control or dominion of, of this sin, of course, if he's under control of the dominion of sin, he's under control of dominion of the master and whatever the master has always flows down to the person. Whatever the master is always flows down to the individual. If the master is wicked and evil, the person will feel it. Think about on a job situation. If the boss is wicked and evil, you're going to feel it. The staff is going to feel it. Guaranteed. But the Lord Jesus Christ is good. Only good. So the people are going to feel it. Are you with me? <clears throat> so the question would be, who are you serving? So let's go on a little bit further today. Didn't really want to get into that so much. But the Lord Jesus gave his come to break us out of the perpetual sin cycle. The perpetual sin cycle. He's come to break the chains, break the yoke off the perpetual sin cycle. Well, now, why is that important to us? Let me go over a few things. Why is that important that the Lord breaks you out of the perpetual sin cycle? Because understand something. In this world today, sin is celebrated. I know it's a hard word, but I pray you get, I pray that you're with me here. I know, I pray you're with me. Sin is celebrated. Uh, Las Vegas is called Sin City. So many others, sin is celebrated. And what sin is again is a method of control by which the enemy, Lucifer, all the demonic powers, the dark forces, can reach in and control the souls of man. That's what sin is. It's, it's a device, it's an element of control used by the enemy in which he can reach in and control the souls or the paths or the lives of man. So when you break the sin cycle, you break the control of the enemy. What is meant by breaking the control of the enemy? Well, you break death and bad always happening in your life. The nightmare has power over your life as long as sin remains. Sin opens the door for the nightmare to continue. Are you hearing? For the perpetual bad. Some of us are going through perpetual bad. We've had so many bad days, we don't even remember what it was to have a good day. And so we're still consumed with gratifying our flesh, but it feels good and I want to do it. Don't you understand where that, or don't you remember where that road leads? Every time we pick that up, every time we do that, we know where the road leads. We've been down that road. We understand what will happen if we do this and that again. But yet and still, here comes the enemy making that road look attractive. And so here we, we are, we're faced as mankind living in a perpetual nightmare. But Jesus wants to break us through that nightmare. Are you hearing? It's time for good things to happen with you. It's time for the good thing to happen for you. Amen. Let me just speak that prophetically. It's time for the good thing to begin to happen in your life. Amen. It's time for that nightmare and those nightmarish conditions to be over. Amen. It's time for it to be over. But understand something. The only way this nightmare can end and stay ended or stay closed is that the door to sin has also must be closed. Amen. 
it must be locked, it must be chained. The blood of Jesus has to cover it and it must remain in that state. Because every time you open that door to temptation, flies will come in. I like to use the, uh, the expression, of the example of roaches. The roach will come in. And if you see one roach on the counter, one roach on the floor, kill it quick. If you're sitting there in your house and you see a roach go across the top of the TV set, kill it quick. Get it, get it, get it. Get it quick. Why? Because those things have the ability to what? Multiply. And if you found two, oh my God, call the exterminator right away. Because you just may have an infestation. Fog the house, bomb the house, burn the house. Are you hearing? So here again, let me give you another example. Think about sin as a roach. Because if it gets in, it's going to multiply. Understand something. If it gets in, it's going to multiply and it's going to bring disease and infection in the home. Are you hearing? All right. So why do we want to get rid of sin? Here again, because sin opens the door for everything bad to come in. We want to keep that door closed. But here again, it is so rooted in our society and in our lives where we think sin is good. I've got to do this. And even our own bodies cries out to do things that are wrong. You are a spirit and you live in a body. And this body that you're living now, this is your earth suit. The real you wants to do right. But this body wants to do oh so very bad. Right? tempers and, and, and all these lusts and everything else that is in us in these bodies. Now, you are a spirit and you are, you have, if you're born again, you're born of God, you have a born again spirit. So the real you wants to do right. The real you wants to walk before God in holiness, righteousness, and in truth. But your flesh does not. Your body still remembers how it feels to do so and so and so and so. And your enemy knows that you remember how it feels to do so-and-so and so-and-so. Even though you're born again, you still remember the phone number to call. You still remember the website. I can't get no talk in here. You still remember where to go to get what you got before. The knowledge is still there. So even though you are born again, your spirit is now renewed in Christ. Your flesh is still, you still have the feelings. But your soul, your mind now has to be regenerated, has to be renewed. You have to begin now to think a different way. And that's one thing the Lord Jesus has come to give us is a different way. Let's go on a little bit further today. So again, there are several reasons why you need to break out of that thing. But one of the major reasons that why you need to break out of sin or allow the Lord Jesus to break you away from it. And so that nightmare is so that the nightmare will end. So that it will end. Don't you want the nightmare to end? Then we've got to make a decision. Is the nightmare worth something that is pleasurable? Yes. 
a temporary pleasure. Because we know if we consume this temporary pleasure, the nightmare will continue. Let me give you an example, another example about that. I guess this is example day. There's a little dog named Roger. Dog named Roger. Actually, he was a boxer. Boxer, you know, one of those boxer dogs. So it's big, nice, pretty big dog. They were having a, a family barbecue. The Johnson family was having a family barbecue. And one of the family members decided to bring their dog, little Roger, over to the barbecue. And I'm telling you, they had ribs on the grill. They had a hamburger on the grill. They had hot dogs on the grill. And the food was smelling so good. And the family had Roger tied up, at the, uh, tied up on the tree there because they knew what Roger would do if he came out there. Roger, he smelled those grits. Um, grits, no. He smelled the ribs on the grill. Okay? Amen. Roger smelled it. Well, something happened. Roger broke free uh, from his rope there, Roger the dog, and he came over, and while nobody was looking, Roger reached up and ha! He got one of those ribs in his mouth, and he started going away, and everybody began to hear, oh, 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 oh. Looked around, what in the world happened? Oh, 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 oh. They noticed it was Roger. Why was Roger making that noise? Because the ribs were hot. And they were burning his mouth. But it was too good for him to let go. So he wanted the pleasure of the taste, but it was burning him all at the same time. Arr, 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 arr. He couldn't let it go. And here's a good example of sin. It's so good, but I can't let it go. It's burning me. It's hurting me. I wish, and you see, I pray we'll get to the point where you realize even at the very part of it, you realize as your mouth is cauterized now because of the hot ribs, and now it's your, your tongue is cauterized, now you can't even taste it anymore. But I pray you get to the point where you realize where it ends and you begin. You say, this is not worth it. That pain is not worth it. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth me getting back at them. It's just not worth me hating them. It's just not worth me holding them in unforgiveness. It's just not worth it. Tell your neighbor, don't be like Roger. Just don't be like Roger. Let it go. Are you hearing? Let's look at just a few more scriptures and we're going to be, we're going to close out in about maybe another 10 minutes or so. So I pray that you stay with me. Amen. John 8 30 says again, <clears throat> as he spake these words, many believed on him. Many believed on Jesus. Now I'm going to come at you quick, fast and in hurry. I pray you're with me. Verse 30 again, and he spake these words. Rather, as he spake these words, many believed on him. Verse 31, then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him. As he's saying to us today that believe on him. Hear me. He said, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. 32, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. Now, 
We set all that to get right back here and hopefully we'll be able to close this out today over the next 10 minutes. Are you with me? He said, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples. Indeed. Remember, indeed, meaning of a truth and of surety. We'll wait for a moment. All right. He said, then said Jesus to those Jews, again, which believed on him, if ye continue in my word. Now, the word continue, you would think you will look at the word continue and you would think it means really just to keep on going. If you would just keep on going in my word, then you'd be my disciple. And the disciples are always privy to truth. Hear me. He said, if you continue. Now, the word continue here in the Greek is minnow. Minnow kind of sounds like the fish, minnow. If you would continue in my word, if you would minnow in my word. Now, the word minnow has uh, three references. And my God, it has three references. One, it talks about time. Has a reference to time. Has also has a reference to place. And also has a reference to, uh, to the state or condition. State or condition of something. So as we talk about the word, now this is all on the word uh, continue. 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 So the word continue, minnow, uh, in the Greek has to do with time, place, and condition. If you would continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and this truth shall make you free. Free from what? We said sin, the servitude of sin, the perpetuation of sin, but also it makes you free from the nightmare that you're going through currently. So this is the answer of getting out of a nightmare. Oh my God, I feel like, mm, this is the answer of getting out of the nightmare, of going past the nightmare. He said, if you would continue, what does it mean to continue in his word? Not just to come on every Sunday, not just to hear a message preached, not just to pick up your Bible every once in a while and look at it. It's a lot deeper than that because some of you have been attending church for years. Some of you have heard Bibles I and mean, Bible stories for years. Some of you have heard preachers over the years and still nothing has changed. So there is something deeper here as the Lord talks about continuing. There is something so much deeper. And continuing here has to do with time. It has to do with place and it has to do with the state or the condition of a person. Continuation has to do, the word continue has to do with time, as we said before, with time. And that really means to be, uh, to be lasting, to last or to endure, to last or to endure. It means also to survive, to last, to endure, to survive. So as it relates to time, the Lord says, if you would last in my word, if you can endure in my word, if you can survive in my word, then you'll be my disciple indeed, and you will know truth, and the truth will make you free. Who is he talking to? He's talking to those people that believed on him. Now understand something. Not every believer, person who believes in Jesus, is going to be a follower of Jesus. 
because he uses the word if. He's talking to those Jews. He says, then said Jesus to those Jews which believe on him, if you continue in my words. So that tells you that there is a dividing line. There are some that will say, oh, I know Jesus. Yes, I believe in Jesus, but they will never, ever follow him. And that tells me that the nightmare will continue. Why? Because they will never be set free. Why? Because they won't be his disciple. Why? Because they will choose not to be. So there'll be many in our halls of the churches today that will continue in a nightmarish reality. Always a bad story. Always a perpetual victim because they've never committed their lives to be. Uh, they've never lasted continued, they've never endured in the word of God. And those, so they never become a disciple, and so they've never known the truth. And that truth that they should have known but did not know has not made them free. And so you'll have many, as the Lord spoke to the, spoke to the Jews that day, those believers that day, he said, if you would continue, if you can survive, if you can last, if you can endure in my word, now, why is that important? Because the Lord will say many things that your flesh will reject. Many things that will rub you the wrong way. Many things that you will frankly not want to do, like forgive somebody who hurt you, like loving your enemy, like praying for those that, uh, that have accused you or, or that's abusing you, like turning the other cheek, like overcoming evil with good, not railing evil for evil for evil. He'll tell you a lot of things that your flesh is not going to want to do. So he says, if you can endure my word, if you can last, if you can survive. And in, in John, the sixth chapter, verse 66, John 666, it talks about how many of his disciples walked away from him. Why did they walk away from him? Because he began to say, uh, you have no part in me or with me unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood. And they were offended. Now, the Lord, of course, was not talking about cannibalism here. Give me a knife and I'm going to cut my thumb off. Here, you eat this, Peter. I'm going to get my other finger here. You eat that, Thomas. No, he wasn't talking about cannibalism because the, the Lord goes on to say, he said, it's the flesh profits nothing. It is a spirit that gives life. So as he's talking about eating his flesh and drinking his blood, he's talking about a deep, very deep, intimate connection with him and intimacy with him. And many said, I can't do that. Why? Because I like what I'm doing. I like the way I'm living. I don't want to change. They say, I hate the nightmare. I hate the nightmare, but I cannot see my life without this. Without what? What's this? That, that, that's killing you? That that you cry about? That you wish that you wouldn't do anymore? You can't let that go? Are you hearing? So everything that we call pleasurable is actually something, not everything, but most things that we call pleasurable that are, in fact, sin is killing you, dominating and controlling you, trying to take the very money out of your pocket and your life will be so much better without it. Are you hearing? 
I have so many things to share with you, but I think we're going to end right there today. Father, we thank you so much for this day and for the opportunity that you gave us to share around your rich word. Father, I pray that your people will, in, uh, will indeed last and endure in your word and that uh, they would love to be in the light and walk in the light and that you would free them from every chain, everything that, divines, that, that uh, divides them from you. Father, I speak your blessings and your rich favor over their lives. Thank you, Lord, for those who have had an, an ear to hear and a heart to respond. I know, Lord God, that signs and wonders shall follow, uh, shall follow your word. Blessings in favor. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord a mighty hand of praise. Amen. Hallelujah. We pray that you are richly blessed by today's message. We would love to connect with you. Just go to our website at kingdomrock.org. You can become our friend on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and subscribe to our YouTube channel and a whole lot more. Right there at kingdomrock.org. We would love to hear from you. And if you're in the Bremen area, please stop by and join us every Sunday morning. Sunday school is at 9 a.m. and Sunday morning is at 10. Wednesday night, we have what's called Hour of Power. It starts at 6.30 p.m. All are invited. We're located at 180 Helton Road in Bremen, Georgia. Give us a call at 770-537-1933. We would love to hear from you. And if you have a prayer request, by all means, please log on to our website at kingdomrock.org and click on the prayer page. Until tomorrow, remember that Jesus is Lord. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way.